This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. It's Monday, 27 November, the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, a lot going on. Capitol Hill starting to fire back up. Um, Chuck Schumer and others are already putting out um, warning shots vis-a-vis Twitter that uh, the Ukraine, they're going to muscle this Ukraine situation through. They're saying uh, that anything to do with the border and bills are not going to pass or thing, aspects will never be taken. And we oppose connecting uh, any border, anything border to the Ukraine at all. Ukraine's got to be a zero, zero out the account, zero. Um, because these are just, even if some of these things are good, they're just gimmicks right now. You have to, we have enough laws. Those laws have to be enforced. You need to start keel hauling people, taking them up, these officials and executives in the Biden regime and the NGOs and others that have initiated, structured, and are exacerbating the invasion on our southern border. And Schumer and these guys got to understand the Ukraine thing is not going to pass. We are going to war over that because it's outrageous, particularly the fact, and let me remind this audience, on the morning of 18 September of 2023, the year of our Lord, uh, that would be just over 60 days ago, the United States passed $33 trillion face amount of debt on the balance sheet of the United States of America, $33 trillion. Today, as we sit here on the 27th of November, it's about, I don't know, roughly $33.8 trillion. By the evening of the 28th of December, which is just about 100 days from the 18th, 28th of December, 100 days from the 18th of September, it will be at $34 trillion. Ladies and gentlemen, that is $1 trillion added in 100 days. And they can't say, oh, this is pandemic, and this is that, and this is that, and that's that, and this is this. We told you when McCarthy agreed to the Biden debt deal, this was going to happen, and it's happening. And it is going to have a massive, massive impact on the American people, and particularly a massive impact on the new generation of Russian serfs who are under 35 years old who happen to be American citizens. Everything has to be within that context. And there's going to be a firestorm coming back here. And I can already tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I will guarantee you this. It is not going to be pleasant. Also for Speaker Johnson, I understand, uh, you know, you want people to have a Christmas holiday. They should, you should, when you get back here tomorrow, you should not leave until we get this situation figured out for the 19th of January. And no more CRs, no more happy talk. This is a crisis. Okay, today... We did an exercise, and I wanted to do it the first day back because we're about a year out. And I wanted to combine, and you know, thanks to Tara Dahl and the team, Real America's Voice, we were able to go to Israel, get an update there, uh, talk about the geopolitical situation, talk a little bit about capital markets, and then brought it back 
to the polling uh, around President Trump. Because uh, this pr- polling is clearly historic now. There's something going on. You can kind of feel it. You can kind of see it. It's manifesting itself in the numbers. But then to make sure that we weren't, you know, getting too much hopium, we got to get back to the reality. The reality is he won in 2020. He got 74 million votes. Now, they didn't close the deal because it was stolen. And Trump is not in the White House. And for those who sit there going, well, he's the real president, the military reports to him, stop the fantasy talk. He would be the first to tell you that an illegitimate pretender sits in the White House. That would be Joe Biden. Uh, Now, Speaker Johnson is going to return, and I believe that you're going to see some pretty uh, quick and thorough action regarding impeachment maneuvers, things to really get the impeachment rolling and maybe not even going to committee, but just getting right on with it and bringing bringing that evidence to fore. I also think there's going to be something uh, I believe that's going to happen about January 6th because this evidence now coming out of the tapes is, or coming out in the videos is so overwhelming, and plus all the people that didn't testify. And because it's central to, let's face it, it's central to this 14th Amendment fiasco in these nine states and also the J6 trial, the kangaroo court in, in D.C. And I think you're going to see some action there. And those are not going to be shiny toys. We're the first to say, hey, don't chase the shiny toys. These are going to be real things. Another aspect of governing, which is holding people accountable. But these budget fights, the appropriations fights, this money is now Damocles' sword over the nation's head. Everything is going to be in the context that, hey, we're broke. We can print more fiat money because we can't get the CCP to buy any more of our bonds because they always get turned upside down. With that, you have to make sure you win the deal, but you have to close the deal. One thing I'm very honored about is that in 16, we had teams ready to go. We won by basically the same margin these guys won in in these states. But we had people ready to go, and we closed. Trump took the oath of office for a host of reasons. Uh, And I don't think they were that. Remember, I'm not a machine guy, but I got a lot of time for the Mike Lindells of the world and the General Flynn's. These other guys are all of these machines. God bless you. There's evidence down in Georgia about all the machine from the liberal, uh, uh, from the, uh, the, the liberals uh, backing Stacey Abrams, putting this court thing. You got all these liberal professors. They walk through. They de- deconstruct the machines because, remember, the machines were a Democrat problem before 2020. But Mark Elias and these people, Mark Elias, look, and people say, you can't say he's smart. You can't say, yes, he's smart. He's tough. He's cunning. He's not a good guy. He hates us. He hates MAGA. Uh, but. He's quite effective, and he's out there working 24-7 on this, just like he was in 2020 when he put out the Transition Integrity Project. He was up in your field. Bill McGinley and Raheem, two of the smartest guys I know, deconstructed. We went around the country. We went around the country as far as we could physically because of the, because of the pandemic, but then we Zoomed every night. And, I mean, it was three and four a night. So we really went – in fact, later somebody said there's some secret recording of Bannon you know, talking about – Trump declaring victory. I said, that's not so secret. I think there was 300 people in the Zoom call at this conference, and I talked about it every night. But it gets down to the fact that, you know, today we started in Arizona. We went to Pennsylvania. I didn't have enough time to give the appropriate thing for Joe Hoff. And Joe's written a series of books about this. I mean, Joe's been maniacally focused on this. But we must stop the ability to steal this election. And now, you know, people have kind of waited. There's a huge story in the Washington Post today. Caroline Wren's going to be here about the, about the RNC because they're supposed to be the mechanism to do this. And you can't wait. We can no longer wait. We need people up on the ramparts right now. And this thing, we've got to get on top of this because the polling, 
the issue set, <clears throat> everything's going in our direction. Joe Hoff, the great state of Georgia. Joe, you've actually written a three-part book series, and people should know, I've, you know, I have, we had Joe on years ago on Breitbart Radio from Hong Kong. Joe is a, I think you're an auditor, you're a hammer, you're one of the best finance guys I know, you know more about the CCP's control of Hong Kong and their economy, but you've really focused the last couple of years a lot on the stolen elections. Tell me what you take away from your, your book series, but specifically you've done, I think, a three-part series now on the Peach State, on Georgia, and Georgia is central. Arizona is central. Pennsylvania is central. And not just that, we cannot live in a country anymore that's questions about the debates. Look, if these guys win, they win. We'll go in opposition and fight them every day. But we can't be in a situation where they're stolen or they're questions. We have to make sure we get all the facts on the table. Every vote that is a legitimate vote from an American citizen that's registered, that has chain of custody, that's legitimate by all the rules that are out there at that time, hey, if we lose, we lose. If we win, we win, and then you, you fight it out. But you can't have any more questions about this. This is a destroying the country like, a, like an acid. It's dripped into the soul of the nation. Joe Hoff, uh, where are we in this, and particularly your report on the great state of Georgia? Thanks so much for having me, Steve. It's an honor to be here, as always. And, uh, yeah, thanks for mentioning my three books, too, on the, the Steel series. That's, that's what we named those books, uh, three books on the steel. One was Setting the Stage. You know, she had Epstein on this morning. I talked about him in that first book, just the fact that Google was, manuf- you know, was manipulating data, and they still do it to this day, but to push this liberal agenda uh, on Americans, this communist fascist agenda. And then uh, the second book was on the steel itself, really the impossible occurs and how Joe Biden, you know, stole this election. And, and it was stolen, Steve, based on my professional experience, my professional background. Like you said, I've got 10 degrees designations. I've got a CPA MBA. I used to oversee a billion dollar block of business, the financial reporting and multi-million dollar blocks of business. I've done audits around the world. I was the head of an audit team in Hong Kong uh, for years. And um, my professional opinion was at the end of each chapter in my second book is, and because of this, this election never should have been certified. And that's why it was stolen. It's because it never should have been certified. And if you compare the results and the shenanigans in our election process to the corporate world, to the real world, where we have controls, mandates, and financials that can be backed by numbers, systems that are worked, that are transparent, and data that is there that they will let us see. Then we have, you know, then we could have free and fair elections, but we have none of that in our elections today. And my third book was on was on the cover up where it's very clear if we don't if you're not ahead when on election day, when the votes all are counted and you're not there in first place, good luck, because law enforcement, the DOJ, the courts, these Obama judges and, and even January 6th, nobody was there to help us. And so we've got to win this next election no, and, outright. So, and and, 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 and hang, hang on a second. I know we got to overwhelm it, but we also like today. Some of the guys talking about the courts. I, I mean, hey guys, the courts are not going to be there. I think anybody's got some fantasy about the courts. You just look in Arizona at that fiasco Amen. with Kerry Lake, right? That Amen. that fiasco, and that was in twenty. Remember, that was in twenty two. That wasn't even twenty twenty. We had no relief. Yeah. People are looking to the Supreme Court. I keep saying this is what concerns me about the Fourteenth Amendment. People were, a lot of people said, well, I'll get to the Supreme Court. I said, yo, yo, I haven't seen the Supreme Court want to get involved in any of this. This is why these issues yeah. must be fought at the local level, and I mean intensely fought. So tell me about your series, yeah. setting the stage of that, tell me about your series on Georgia. 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, so uh, I, I was reached out to a couple of weeks ago by a guy by the name of Joe Rossi, Joseph Rossi. He's a retired individual in southern Georgia. And what he did after the election, this was all news to me. I'd heard of his name, but I never really knew the details behind all that he had done. It's really a it's a story of a real uh, brazen and courageous man who just was dogged in his in his ability to just go after these guys and not accept no for an answer. He went after the uh, secretary of state's office for about maybe multiple times, ended up sending them certified letters so that he could get a response from them. And what what he started looking into was after the election in 2020. There was this uh, what they called a risk limiting audit, and that is garbage. It means garbage is what it means. Let's recount fraudulent ballots, and and that's what this exercise is. It's nothing of an audit, not from my professional experience, not at all. And so what uh, what they did though after that they recertified the election, and Mr. Raffensperger, the Secretary of State, said, "I see everything's fine. Everything's fine. We've recounted these ballots." Well, there was a couple things from that. One is we've got one court case right now, which which is uh, external to this. It's the court case with 140,000 some ballots that are stuck in the courts that we want to see because three people doing this recount said, hey, these things are all the same. They're carbon copies of each other. Maybe it uh, looked like they're mach- made out of machines. We need to look at them. We need to really audit those, not just count fraudulent ballots. Let's see if they comply with the uh, what's going you know what with the requirements for ballots another case as you mentioned already was this case on systems where they found for liberal uh, professors out of Michigan saying hey these systems aren't secure they're they you a bad guy could hack into them and, and flip an election that this stuff is amazing because in the corporate world if the system's not secure you don't use it you shut it down you take it out of production and you don't even go there so then Joe starts looking at this data from this from this risk limiting audit, I say in quotation marks. And, and as he's looking through it, he says, man, there's a bunch of issues here. He tried to find the secretary of state to respond. Finally, they do. And they're saying everything's fine. Everything's fine. And, and he, then he points out, well, for Fulton County, there's like 500 or so thousand ballots. And you've only got data out there on 250,000. So. Obviously, it's not all there because you only have data on half of the number of ballots that were counted in this recount. So, Joe, Joe, hang on for one second. I want to I want to save the punchline here about Fulton County. Joe Hoff uh, joins us. He's been all over the stealing of these elections and now has a, a piece, a three part piece on Georgia. We'll take a short commercial break back in a moment. I know this is hard to believe, but we're up against another government shutdown later this month. And our wise leaders deal with it how they always do, with more spending. While lawmakers are high-fiving, your savings account continues to lose value because more spending weakens the dollar. Now end the cycle. Diversify into gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. And listen, when you open a gold IRA for every $10,000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Let me repeat that. For every 10000 you spend by December 22nd, Birch Gold will send you a free gold bar. Just text Bannon to 989898 to claim eligibility before Black Friday. Birch Gold can help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a gold IRA for no money out of pocket. And you still get the free gold bar. Don't let your savings become a victim 
of the further devaluation of the dollar. Remember, the BRICS countries are focused 100% on de-dollarization. Text Bannon to 989898. Receive a free gold information kit and claim your eligibility before Black Friday to receive free gold bars on your qualified purchase. Do it today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, we've got Schumer out there. He's pushing, and they were pushing hard like maniacs on this uh, Ukraine thing. Another $60, $80 billion. Stone Cold broke. It's a $2 trillion deficit we have right now in this fiscal year debating. No real cuts are going to come. Can't, uh, can't, you know, can't do what we need to do for our own veterans. And they're talking about that. In the next hour, we're going to have um, Mark Jeftovic. He's talking about a piece that's up on Zero Hedge today that he wrote about how they're going to start using your carbon footprint. Uh, your carbon footprint is going to be the way they're going to kind of monitor you, whether you want to use a plane or take transportation or do certain lifestyle things. The way they're going to do this is through the central bank digital currency. Now, this is why I need everybody to go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Get in touch with Philip Patrick and the team there. And just I want you to ask them just one straightforward question. Say, hey, Philip. Explain to me why the Federal Reserve is working on getting a central bank digital currency, which is already banned in a handful of states. I think DeSantis and the Florida guys did it. Some other people did it. Why are they focused on that and printing more fiat currency to back up these massive deficits? Because they can't sell bonds to the Chinese anymore. The CCP don't have the appetite for it, the Japanese insurance companies. Why are they doing that when she and the BRICS nation – are sitting there buying gold at record rates in 22 and 23. This wasn't a short-term for not 22 or 23. Ask that question. Just ask a point blank. Why are they doing that? Why? Uh, you have ZEG, the, one of the, the big shadow bank. ZEG is the uh, acronym for the big shadow bank. Shadow bank is kind of this nefarious, Joe Hoff knows what I'm talking about, kind of this nefarious netherworld in banking in China. is totally unregulated. Without Now that's insolvent. <laughs> it's one of the biggest financial institutions in China. The commercial property is collapsing. She comes over here for a bailout and to back us off Taiwan. So ask Birch Gold, why are the why are the BRICs that have resources buying gold and why are we focused on the central bank digital currency? Wait for the response. Just wait for the response. Joe Hoft, Fulton County. You've been an auditor. You, and you know, and being an auditor in Hong Kong is tough because, hey, Every now and again, the mainland companies will try to play some games. Let's just leave it at that, right? The CCP, mm-hmm. the finance teams they have in there, don't really are not, you know, it's not the accounting you learn at uh, as an undergraduate, right? They kind of do their own thing. So you got to know what you're doing. Tell me, Rossi said it stunk to high, specifically in Fulton County, of the 500,000 they, they counted, quote, unquote, they could, only, they could only point to 250 that essentially have been actually technically certified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And by the way, yeah, thanks for noting that about, you know, doing audits overseas. It's an absolute, it's not just tough. It's just an absolute nightmare. Sometimes there's a different culture there and you better recognize it because people will tell you stuff and they're not telling you the truth and you've got to validate everything. And uh, that's now, unfortunately, how our elections are working. You've got to validate everything. And we can't because they're hiding stuff from us still. I mean, that's what Joe Rossi found. He found 280, you know, 200, made it for like 250,000 ballots. It's like, it's not all their folks. It's not all there. So Secretary of State says, oh, okay, we see what you're saying. Yeah, we must have made a little mistake here. And then they go and load this data online uh, for 
500 or so thousand uh, ballot, uh, ballots that were counted in this recount, which again is garbage. And so then what happened is Rossi went into this, started looking at this data that was provided, and he says, hey, I've got 34 issues here, re resulting in about a four and a half, 4,000 uh, ballot increase for Biden that shouldn't be there, the net increase. It's like, this is garbage, and nobody would listen. And he kept going to all nobody would listen. Finally, he gets somebody from the uh, governor's office to listen. And so Kemp's office stepped in, and they actually reviewed his work over an eight-week eight, eight, uh, eight period of time. And they're frustrated. They're like, this ain't our job. This is, this is Raffensperger's job. He's the secretary of state. He's the one who's validated all this, signed off on all this. Well, they came back. They said, Rossi, you're absolutely right. Your, 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 your analysis is, is correct. And so then it was sent to the Secretary of State, and an investigation was created by this this state election board, and uh, and they went forward, and they eventually found, yeah, that's all true. And then it was sent to the uh, Attorney General, and as far as I understand, it's just a little slap on the hand. Nothing ever happened. In the meantime, Rossi comes out with more information. A second investigation started because Rossi finds that there's seventeen thousand ballot images that just are not there. And this was a second investigation that they apparently the Secretary of State's office has been working on. Now, remember, think about this. Raffensperger has been saying since before that phone call with President Trump that everything was fine. And yet we've got all this information, this stuff just on the just on the audit is out of whack. So 17,000 images, there's problems with. We don't know where they're at. They're missing. And apparently on December 19th, the Secretary of State and this uh, Elections Board are going to address that that investigation. And, the, and there's a third investigation, which nobody's talking about, and it's about Raffensperger. The Secretary of, of State's office has been, there's an investigation set up on him. Now, this is the guy, again, telling everybody everything's fine, writing a book on integrity from the 2020 election. So Rossi is behind all of this, and he pushed and pushed and got the you know got finally people to look at it. The second piece that we put up in the series is about how they lied about it. They started to lie, and and we have we have Gabe Sterling from the Secretary of State's office in uh, in on the January 6th committee saying everything was fine with that risk limiting audit, and yet we've got Raffensperger in a, a radio interview in Georgia saying. Well, we found thousands of duplicate ballots in Fulton County. And here's the thing, too. All of this is focused on Fulton County alone. And, and just 140,000 or so ballots in Fulton County alone, there's still four times this or three times this amount outstanding that we haven't looked at. And, and so, so what, they're, what, they, what Raffensperger says is this. And think about it. This is the same county that's, that's now pressed criminal charges against President Trump for claiming that there was a stolen election. And this is the county where all this shenanigans are happening. The third piece that we just put up yesterday then goes into the fact that they tried to cover this up. And the Secretary of State's office, Raffensperger, has been working with the Attorney General's office and with this uh, this uh, state uh, elections board to cover this all up, to redirect the blame away from the Secretary of State to the Fulton County individuals. It's their fault. Damn them. They're the ones that were wrong. Neglecting to recognize that Mr. Integrity and his team had the ultimate, uh, that was their job to ensure that the election uh, was was free and fair. And, okay. um, and that's where it lands. Yeah. Hang on. In a Cartesian, you know, world of rationality, 
In fact, you got to explain to me so I can begin to understand this. How can a guy named Donald J. Trump be up for, I don't know, how many how many charges in Fulton County and how many years in prison when all this is going on and it's open in the daylight and all these things? Tell me, tell me in what world. Oh, by the way, maybe I should mention it. A state that's run by Republicans, Kemp, uh, the Republican donors, mm-hmm. the, I think they got to both the House and Senate. How can Trump be up on charges when this thing is clearly a fiasco and it's uh, in the open about mm. how uncertifiable it was, sir? Yeah. Well, I've thought about that. And there was a group of uh, IT individuals when, that Rudy brought in when he, when he talked about all this. And they said there's up to a million ballots that are probably likely uh, fraudulent in the 2020 election. They based that on the fact that these voter participation rates were out of this world. They say anything over 75% is something we'd really look at. But there's and anything over 90% voter participation in these precincts would definitely be something we'd want to look at. There must be some fraud there. And there was like 150 or so precincts in Fulton County alone that had greater than 90% participation. This stuff never made any sense. I think they're more right than the Raffensperger narrative that there was nothing wrong. And that's what we need to get to. We need to we need transparency. This is what we demand in our public companies. But with these elections, we're getting none of it. And we still can't look at these ballots because of a corrupt judge holding up that 140,000 ballots that are supposedly all carbon copies of each other, all for Biden. And we and and, you know, we took us three years to get uh, access to this. Uh, uh, the system audit that was done by uh, that Michigan professor. I mean, that stuff's unbelievable, Steve. It's it's uh, it's very clear. And I'll tell you what. I'm going to drop a little bomb here, just a truth bomb. We believe we have pretty we have pretty good uh, uh, belief that there is going to be some some material information that's going to come out in Georgia that's going to blow this whole narrative of Raffensperger's away. It's going to just be it'll be it'll be nuked and with truth. And that's what's going to come out. Can you give us can can you give can you give us a timing of that? Is it in the next 30 days or is it like the day Mm. after the 2024 election? Uh, I. I, We're going to get it out before the before the next election. Okay, good. I feel better already. Joe Hoft, great job. Uh, We're going to have more on this. This will make a uh, this will make a um, uh, a grown man cry. I think uh, it's a sick of what's going on in this thing. It still hasn't been rectified because people have looked the other way. People in in positions of authority have looked the other way. Joe Hoff, where do folks get you? Yeah, you can reach me at joehoff.com where I put all my interviews like this. I'll shove this out there tonight, as well as uh, posts that I put up that I share at the Gateway Pundit. And um, and also you can purchase my books there as well. At, this is at joehoff.com. Of course, these uh, many of these pieces are available as well. Joe Hoff, thanks for coming on here, brother. The brothers Hoff, they don't come any better. Do not come any better. Patriots, patriots. Joe and his twin brother, Jim. I'm not going to pick who's handsomer, which one's the handsome one and which one's the smart one. Um, Charlie Kirk. The um, event in uh, Phoenix, 16th to the 19th, AmFest. Make sure you go check it out right now. We're going to be there for all three days broadcasting. 
We're also going to have breakout sessions, meets and greets. You get to meet the entire team. We bring everybody out. The best speaker lineup I have ever seen. I've been going to these conferences now for, I don't know, 10, 12 years. Actually, maybe back in 2004, 5, and 6, too. So maybe 15 years. The best I've ever seen. The best. Don't miss it. In Phoenix. Short break. Caroline running on the other side. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP. It's clear the unthinkable is here. Our most trusted institutions now deceive us boldly every day. Something's clearly wrong. Time is short to become more self-reliant and secure. The future of you and your family. Act today with My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply, the country's largest preparedness com- company. Let me repeat that. It's the country's largest preparedness company. They've been at this a long time. And they're more equipped than ever to stock your shelves. Their best-selling three-month emergency food kit provides delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners that last up to 25 years in storage. And right now, it's 200 bucks off. You get over 2,000 calories every day. Just add water, heat, and then eat. And remember, you get $200 off if you order today. Make sure every member of your family has a three-month food kit from My Patriot Supply. Go right now to MyPatriotSupply.com for the $200 savings. Be sure to order by 3 p.m. and your order ships free the same day. It's best to have emergency food and not need it than to need it and not have it. Take $200 off at MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. It's the biggest preparedness company in the segment. Make sure you take advantage of their consultants. Go there today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. You know, the last, uh, if you add Georgia to Pennsylvania and Arizona, it would make a weaker man go back to drink. Uh, what I do is grab a, uh, a hot mug of Warpath coffee to get jacked up for the next hour and a half. Warpath.coffee slash Warren. Promo code Warren. Make sure you get the, if you dark roast, are you even thinking about a dark roast? This is like the champagne of dark roast. The best I've ever made. I'm a dark roast fanatic. We've worked on this with uh, Tej Gill and his team over at Warpath for a year and a half, now rolling it out. But they've got mild roast. They've got you know, all these types of blends. They've got, um, they've got holiday you know, blends. Go check it out. Got, got, it's a veteran-owned uh, and run company. We're honored to be uh, one of their partners and uh, because they took the time over a year and a half to get this exactly right. To our exact exacting taste, Warpath.coffee. You won't, uh, you will not be disappointed, and you'll be able to get jacked up for the last hour and a half of the show. Um, Caroline, uh, normally when I would ask for an action plan, the RNC or the state parties be on it. The state parties are kind of broke because the RNC's broke. Washington Post has an absolute brutal article today on it. Not coming from Breitbart, not coming from Gatewood Pundit, not coming from the team over at Citizen Free Press, but from the Washington Post, and it's pretty brutal. Walk us through it. Walk us through first, because I know you're very close to Kerry uh, in uh, in Arizona, but you also have spent a lot of time in Georgia with that situation the president. We're a year out. The numbers are incredible. The momentum's incredible. The issue set is with us. Trump is really actually leading a cultural revolution at the same time. Um, and particularly drawing young African-American men, Hispanic men, young disaffected men uh, into, into this movement. 
Uh, but I'm not feeling good at all about closing the deal, ma'am. I mean, we were feeling good at this point in 2019, I guess. And then also, you know, in 2022, Kerry was up 11 points in the polls out of the election. So we certainly cannot get complacent just because we feel and look good. I mean, it, it feels like it's out in the country. I, I constantly meet people saying, oh, my gosh, we need President Trump back. We love him. We know the country's with us, but we're working in a rigged system. So they have a ton of time to rig it. And in fact, you know, they didn't steal the election in 2020 in November. They stole it between March and August when Mark Elias and Mark Zuckerberg teamed up to strategically go into the six different states that they need to win and sue the different counties and change our voting laws in the dead of night and then infuse $500 million of private funding into our public election systems to rig our our elections. And that happened, you know, months and months in advance. It doesn't happen on election day. The same thing with, with Carrie Lake, though. That was, I mean, in Arizona, how do you actually even go and prepare for something like that? They literally just realized they were going to lose. And so they shut down election day and they, they changed some printer settings to print 19 inch ballots on 20 inch paper. And boom, you shut down the full election day. They have infinite options to be able to do this. So we have to be preparing on all fronts. And what that Washington Post article about today, which is pretty shocking, it was about how the RNC is completely unprepared for that. And so, in fact, one of the things I thought was strange is she keeps claiming in media interviews that she's involved in, that the RNC is involved in 70 lawsuits in 19 different states. And then Mark Elias punches back today and says, uh, actually, of the 650 election lawsuits that were involved in at my firm, that the RNC is only a named party in 28 lawsuits in 11 states. So I, I was actually surprised that Mark Elias called her out because I would think that Ronna McDaniel is probably the biggest ally to Mark Elias and that there is no fight being put up against him or up against the Democrats. But the real point of that story, though, was just how big of a financial problem the RNC is in right now. So they reported that they have just $9 million cash on hand. It's something I talked to you about on the show a couple of weeks ago. I'm so glad everyone's catching up. But that is the lowest amount of cash on hand that the RNC has had since February of 2015. And the excuse that Rana says in there is that, oh, it's because people are focused on their individual candidates right now in the presidential primary. But the problem is in 2016, when we had a highly competitive primary, the RNC at this same moment in time had $20 million cash on hand. And right now we're in the middle of a fake primary. The primary is over. It's been over for months. It's arguably been over since March or we never even started or had one. So then why are you continuing to waste the extraordinarily limited resources that you do have on ridiculous debates in a fake primary? Because meanwhile, Joe Biden is out raising money and spending it right now heavily. And while we are just sitting around with with no plan to do that. And then she also goes on to say that this will problem will solve itself when we have a Republican nominee and the RNC then merges with that campaign and then they'll be able to raise the big bucks. Well, that official merging happens on July 15th at the Republican National Convention. So you're telling me that we are going to have to raise basically $250 million between July 15th and November. You have to not only raise it and then spend it in a three-month window. Like, that's late. not realistic. It's too late. No, it's, it's, too it's way too late. So what like, then, you have, it, really, you should have spent all that money yeah. then because Biden will spend $250 million between now and then. We have nothing to answer it with. Why, why are we continuing to do these, um, these bogus debates? I mean, next week, in the next 10 days, you have uh, 
you know, TV for Stupid People is actually doing a national debate with Ron DeSantis, who's essentially out of this thing, with Gavin Newsom, giving Gavin Newsom a national platform on Fox News to have an hour and a half debate with Sean Hannity. An hour and a half debate. The following week, they got another fake thing, this time at the University of Alabama. Cost them a ton of dough they don't have. Got, you know, all types of people. They got another left wing, you know, it was News Nation. Uh, there with Megyn Kelly, a true Trump hater. They tried to kneecap him the first time. Well, I, I don't understand how, and we got to hold the 168 accountable. This is not a Ronald McDaniel problem anymore. This is the 168, and they can't be able to hide. And you ought to contact your state official and said, we've had enough of this. We need to win this election in 2024. There's no excuses. We know about this. We need an action plan on how we're going to get out the vote, number one. And number two, how are you going to not allow this thing to be stolen? And starting in July, 15 July of 2024 is redonkulous. It's way too late. So tell me, in your mind, what's the action plan here? Because the 168, and they say, well, the rules is for two years. Screw the rules. We're, the, the country's being stolen in front of us. What do you mean you got some rule and something? Then, then get, get it, go there and vote the rule out and change it. And we have to have some changes immediately. The thing's stone cold broke. But they continue to put these debates to try to cripple President Trump, ma'am. Right. Yeah, you, we have to step back to and just look at why these things are happening. And it has to do with this revolving door of these consultants that want money and jobs. So why are we having another debate? It's simply because people that work in the RNC comms department or Republican politics comms consultants, they want contributorships at these very networks that we're agreeing to do these with. They want to be able to be put on TV and they want to be friendly with these executives who hate us, hate our politics, and nobody is watching these things. So that's the reason those type of things happening. It's the same thing with the RNC legal department. It's a revolving door into Jones Day. The expectation is you go in there, you spend a couple of years as RNC general counsel, you buddy up with these corporate law firms, and then you go get a job there afterwards. And so it is this the revolving cycle and door of the consultant culture with these different groups are what are causing us to be in this mess. And so as far as solving it, time's up. I mean, solving what now? We're going to the fourth debate. They're bankrupt. I mean, like there's not really, I, we, I tried to solve it in January when we tried to make a, a new chair. And we, I mean, the only thing left that we can do is I guess maybe Ronna decides to step down in January at their meeting at the, at the end of January, she'd have to voluntarily decide to step down. There is a mechanism. Two thirds of the 168 could step up and you know vote her out, but that's there's no chance that happens. Only 50 people stepped up to vote against her in this past election, and it's because. But hold it, but a, it's, a, it's but it's a hold it. Hang on, hang on. It's a very different. You're a year out. What do you mean? Why do you say it's impossible? The two thirds. Why is it? Why would that be impossible? Because the I, I I spent a long time of my life trying to work with the 168 to say we have a big problem here, and only 50 of them were willing to actually agree and vote against Rana. So I don't think that two thirds would. And and there was tremendous pressure on those folks. Uh, the War Room Posse and others were calling in. Remember, ever they all were crying about I'm getting thousands of phone calls. Like they didn't care. They don't. They don't care what the base thinks. They didn't care what anyone thinks. They just said, "No, no, this is this is going to be good. It's going to be great." And now we're. It's a disaster, as we all predicted it would be. But I, I think that just they, they're not going to fix it. And but I do. Th I mean, I think there is a chance that Rana would do the right thing and step aside for the good of the party. I'm not holding my breath, but I'm also just the the action item plans here is we can all start 
just bombarding the 168 members to call on it, but that's already happened before. And they are very, they're people that really don't like to be contacted is what became evidently clear from that pastime. So I think it needs to be some more strategy behind the scenes and a takeover, but still I'm saying that you're getting into a very late time. Then all somewhere into February, like guy, like the, the election is upon us. It is happening now in, in Arizona, at least. I mean, you don't start voting. You don't vote on election day, right? We vote for months in advance in this country. And God knows what these Democrats are going to throw at us between now and the election day. It's going to be a million different things. And I don't see an infrastructure on the ground. I don't see an infrastructure of attorneys and uh, like teams going and looking at this and watching. I know in Arizona, we do have some things planned. We're going to not do as much of Republicans. Oftentimes we advertise too much what it is what we plan to do. The Democrats don't do that. They do it in the dead of night when they went in and changed our election laws between March and August of 2020. They did a lot of this quietly, but we have to be better about tracking it and to try and find out. But again, that's us playing defense when we are never, ever, ever on offense as Republicans. And that is where so much of the frustration is with our base and others. And then Ron, in this other in the article, Rana also goes on to talk about how there's a big problem with their low dollar fundraising isn't performing. So yeah, that's because our donors hate WinRed. So you are sending them, bombarding them with text messages and emails from a platform that they all despise. I hear about it all day, every day, from people trying to give $10 to $25 to $25,000. They don't want to use this platform. They don't trust it. They don't like that when you process a credit card, it goes to fund Stripe, which is funded by the Democrats and their massive donors to Joe Biden. And you had two years to change that. Actually, we've had three, and they have it. We Everyone is still on WinRed. We're like, so I mean, we just keep we're yelling about things and trying to force them and they're the establishment is asking why are these things happening it's like it's it's fairly obvious we can walk you through all of it um real quickly the two or three things that you think are reconstituted rnc should be doing with the state parties would be what right now to secure president trump's obvious victory at the ballot box because if you get 74 million votes and you don't close the deal, guess what? He's not on 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And I don't right. want to hurt the feelings that people out there say, oh, no, the military is still the president. The military still report to him. Ask him. He yeah. would never say that. OK, that's why you've got disasters all over the world and invasion. You think of Donald Trump, the military reported him. We'd have 10 million illegal alien invaders in the country right now. Biden's watch. Uh, no, we would not. So what are the two or three things? We've got about a minute left that you want to see happen? Uh, with the RZ, I would like to see a new chair. And when the new chair comes in, I would start with, the first thing, I'd get off of WinRed and get people onto a platform that they actually trust and are willing to donate on. There are ones that are ready. Or I tell WinRed, get off of Stripe. I think that would tremendously increase the low-dollar contributions that they've been starving for. So what I do is I would go and meet with these 168 party chairs are desperate for leadership. I talked to the party chair in one of the swing states who hasn't heard from Ronna McDaniel in months. I would have a hope that a new chair would go get on a plane and be meeting with them and also strategizing with folks around on what can I be doing to fundraise with y'all? How can I help get money directly into your club and into the RNC? What can we offset with different costs and have much more communication going on with those? I would also be communicating with others on how can we be increasing our voter registration in different places? You would be shocked at how under-registered we are among gun owners. And man, like It is just incredible to me how under-registered under we are there and also with churches. I'd be holding meetings with faith leaders and others. And, you know, I would have Scott Pressler in the office immediately to be helping lead that sort of effort. But the problem is with the RNC, the base does not trust the leadership, so they don't want anything to do it. They won't work with them. The media 
doesn't really want to have them on and they have no good communicator there. And then the fundraising is going as a disaster. So big problems can be solved just by basically a change in leadership would go an extremely long way. The other thing is abortion is a big problem. And Ronna keeps telling us it's a big problem and oh, it's a messaging or bad candidates. Like get in the room and figure this out and give some candidates some advice on exactly how we need to talk about this. Caroline, what is your social media? Where do people get you? At Caroline Wren on Twitter, Getter, and Truth Social. Caroline, thank you for taking time away today. Appreciate it. They're trying to get abortion on uh, nine ballots with initiatives. That's how important the abortion issue is. Pushing it hard. Short break. Back in a moment. You go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. Now, here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time-sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt... Dot com done with debt.com go there today action 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 stop the worrying take action here's your host Stephen K Bann. one of the things you're going to hear uh, so I want to get this a uh, piece of nomenclature but to think about it as we get ready to man the ramparts again um, and uh, this is this concept a trade-off between money and policy what is going to be offered up is a number of policy changes so that we'll back off the cuts in in um, in spending. Remember, we called this. You were part of it. We said the deficit's going to be two trillion dollars a year. That's what they are. We said we're going to be the law law of large numbers. These things are going to be blown up, and the refinancing of the existing debt is going to put structural changes into the economy, a credit based economy, a consumer a consumer economy that are going to be brutal. Right now, we are on track to add $1 trillion to the national debt in 100 days. Them's just a fact. September 18th, it was $33 trillion. We passed that. Today, it's 33.8. On December 28th, as my calculations go, which have not been too shabby, I think it's going to be 34. That's 100 days and a trillion dollars. And they're going to come back in this fight. And, and Speaker Johnson, and we love him, we got his back, but yo, 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 this is... Fight Club, it's going to be tough. Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell and all those radical Democrats in the House and Joe Biden, these people are sitting there going, oh, yeah, we got to take care of the basic needs of the American people. We are bearing the American people. So make sure you understand this. That's where I go to birchgold.com, the end of the dollar empire. I'm very proud of this series because we started a couple of years ago because guess what? We said this day is coming. We can see what these Biden guys are up to. The Theory, modern monetary theory. It was an epic fail. We said that at the time. And now we're left with it and have to stop it. And then we got to clean up after it. It's going to be that with the illegal alien invader problem of 8 to 10 million people are going to consume American politics, going to consume this culture and this society.
because the solutions ain't easy. Uh, more importantly, not only are they not easy, the solutions are full of pain. They just are. There's no easy way out of this. Just we got ourselves in this, and we got to get ourselves out. We're the United States of America, but it's not going to be easy. It's not. It's going to be tough. Make sure you go to birchgold.com, check it out, and ask the team over there. Just keep asking, why are the BRICS nation buying golds at record rate, and our central bank is focused on a, a, a central bank digital currency? What's going on here? Why are they doing that? And why do they continue to print fiat money? Mike Lindell, uh, the, the, my, uh, the, the, uh, my pillow. I hear that the operators are, are, are getting happy, that the factory floor is happy. We want to have a great holiday Christmas season. Tell us what's going on, brother. Well, it's Cyber Monday, everybody, and everybody knows uh, that's another reason to celebrate. Two and a half years, I've worked with cyber experts in something else besides uh, selling my pillows, and uh, we're winning in that, too, everybody. Um, we are celebrating today on Cyber Monday with a special 50% off. Everybody, everybody's been jumping on this. You save 50% on the MyPillow 2.0. That's what all my employees are making right now. And the whole factory floor is 100% capacity. And we're going to give free shipping on your entire order. Uh, that's to celebrate uh, uh, that the War Room Posse is now our number one supporter in the country. And they love, my operators love talking to all of you. It's 800. Uh, I missed the, missed the number there, but they... Uh, um, but they, uh, you can call all of this. Everybody is on on special. Everything there. You have the Christmas rolling goes. The My Pillow 2.0 mattress topper. Everybody, that mattress topper, 100% made in the USA. That's another thing you have all jumped on. That ships for free too. The bed ship for free. Everything your whole order ships for free. We're extending that because of all of your response for another couple of weeks. I believe to like December 12th or something like that. But I want to tell everybody, so we're also adding, you buy these for Christmas presents, all the stuff at my pillow, and you get a 60-day money-back guarantee extended from Christmas Day all the way to March 1st of 2024. And so we've given you every reason to get my pillow products for your Christmas presents, and you're helping not only my pillow, my employee-owned company, you're helping those, um, those stay-at-home mom and dads that sit there and work off commission that the IRS is trying to stop. You're helping everything I'm doing to help secure our elections because anything that comes through to me, I spend it in one place. My time and my efforts and my money is all spent to help secure our elections and fix our election platform. So everybody, I want to thank you all so much. Once again, 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 plus free shipping and go to MyPillow.com uh, backslash war room or MyPillow.com and go down to the square where you see Steve. Everything's on special for the War Room Posse. Your entire order ships for free, Steve. Thank you. 800-873-1062. Go call right now. Talk to one of the operators. Mike Lindell, brother, we'll let you go back to work. We know you're pounding it there. Uh, we're not going to let them put President Trump out of business. We're not going to let them put you out of business. It will not happen. So thank you, brother. Yeah, thanks it. for having me on, Steve. Thank you all. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, man. Cyber Monday. Um, we're actually going to, I think we're trying to get Mike Davis. We're going to have some additional information about what's going on in New York uh, with this trial for uh, President Trump. I don't even know what it is. It's like a Moscow show trial. It makes my head blow up. In the next hour, when everybody stick around, uh, we're going to go to Rome. I got Ben Harnwell. The Times of London came out, I think it was on Friday, 
with an article uh, off of also Bildt, which is the German paper, talked about Germany and the United States have already told Zelensky and this team or telling them, hey, that the war is over. You got to get to negotiate the best deal possible. We're going to talk about what's really going on in Ukraine. As Schumer has put up, uh, that it's, uh, you know, it's the most important thing in the world to um, to pass this 60 to 80 billion dollar supplemental <laughs> over on a two trillion dollar budget deficit for this year, for this year. That now you got to add another $80 billion to it. We don't have. That's got to be either printed by the Federal Reserve or more fiat currency or try to sell some bonds to the Chinese or to the, uh, or to the uh, Japanese insurance companies. I mean, we're in a dilemma. You're at the forefront of this because you understand it better than anybody else in the country, including the people on Capitol Hill. And it's going to be an incredible fight. Also, I'm asking Jeff Tovic to come on from Canada who's got an incredible piece up in uh, Zero Hedge, but really gets back to the central bank digital currency. We've got to understand this because they're, they're continuing to push on, even as states like Florida say, you're not going to do it in our state. And then I've got Roger Kimball. I want to talk about this book, The uh, Camp of the Saints, one of the most controversial books of the 20th century, and how it foreshadowed exactly what is going on with the collapse of the uh, of national borders in situations like happened in Ireland the other day. With Ireland still on fire. Okay, stick around. We got another hour here in the war room. And it's going to be packed and loaded. So stick around. Back in a moment in the war. And you are over. Cuz we're taking down the CCP. Veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that. Because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700 thousand Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key 
to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out. 